Welcome to Moody Broads. I'm Rachel Rangel. I'm Brittany Paulson. And it is Tuesday. Yup. Now the you know. Tuesdayest of Tuesdays. I like Tuesdays because we like get to hang Thursdays. out on Tuesdays. It is true. We but do I love also Tuesdays. like Thursdays. Yeah. Though. Tuesdays is like, uh, it's Rachel. It's it Rachel is Rachel Day. Day. Yeah. yeah. It's Rachel Day. Yeah. In case it, you guys didn't know, it's Brittany and Rachel. We have dinner together. <laughs> we complain together. And now we podcast and together. Yes. Although. It's so therapeutic. We have to talk about the fact that it's about to be summer and we have children. So we got to get them into summer camp or something or otherwise. Boarding school. Once again, the boarding school. <laughs> okay. We've already talked about this. Boarding school is not good for the mental development. Right. Okay. It's bad. It's blah, 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 blah. Summer camp. Bye. Like for real though, I think summer for kids is best when it's like a balance between like structured stuff. Right. And fun. And then, and then like, just like. I don't know what we're doing today. We might right. go to the pool. We might sit around and like hang out and do nothing. Agreed. Um, take a few trips. Speaking of, I feel like that's a good place to start. What are your plans for summer, Brittany? Other than spending time with me because that's. Yeah, you better not leave me. Um, <laughs> so I think we'll probably take the RV out a couple times. I think mm. we might do it this weekend. But then I don't know. Ryan just texted me saying it's just going to rain. <laughs> what do you guys do when you go RVing? It depends. So if we do go this weekend, I literally just want to do nothing. Like I wanted to relax this weekend, but we've had so many weekends where we have not gotten a chance to relax. So I just want to do nothing. But most of the time we like to find um, like kids museums because the kids mm. love those things. So we always try to find a kids museum wherever we go or like um, like some type of animal sanctuary. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I didn't want to. I didn't want to use the Z word. Z. Club. I said the Z word. Oh, <laughs> I was Z like the word. Z word. I was like, <laughs> what does the C word have to do with the zoo? The I'm sorry, Z I said the Z word. word. Um. So yeah. So usually, and then we'll like go out, like go find a nice place to eat. But it's pretty chill. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. I like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I definitely need to go to the mountains. Yeah, right. We should go together, together, and we should go to Asheville. Yes, because that's what we were talking about. You I will take a trip to Asheville every other week if someone asks me to. I Girl, love it. It's same. my happy place. I love. The I want to take pictures there. Oh, I bet. Like real pretty. We should go in the winter. Oh, but it's so cold. I know, but you can get some real good pictures. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll be telling you what. The problem with the weather getting warmer and the days getting longer is like that window where pictures look really good, you know, yeah. early morning and like right before the sun goes down, like it's so much later it's so much or later. earlier in the sunrise area. I, so. so I actually just put out, a, I don't know if you saw it, but I just put out a model call like literally a couple hours ago and I'm looking for a pregnant mama for a sunrise session. Cause I want to do it at the beach because the sunrise at the beach they're incredible because then you get that reflection from the water. Yeah. It it looks like a tree. We know like 40 pregnant people. I need someone that's between six and seven months. I can think of one right now. Who? Christina. Oh. I just blasted her out. On, I mean, she doesn't know. Nobody knows her no, last but name. It's and very, it's not like it's confidential that she's pregnant. She's, right. She's far But long. it's very specific, though. I need someone who's willing to be in minimal clothing mm -hmm. and who is not afraid to be bare belly, which is not everybody. That's a good point. I was pretty happy with my belly when I was pregnant. So was I, actually. Yeah. Like, I yeah. wore a bikini both times. Same. Did not give a fuck. Um, Same. I did in Hawaii. Like, I was not like, everyone has that experience. Some people get, like, tiger belly. Big time. Which and don't get me wrong, totally I cool. did get a little bit of stretch marks, but they weren't at all noticeable when I was pregnant. And they they didn't change colors. Ooh, that that helps. Yeah. They were yeah. just like the same color as my skin. I got some stretch marks on my hips that are really subtle, but I didn't get any on my belly either Lucky time. Bitch. I mean, I got postpartum anxiety. So did I. Well <laughs> And I got mastitis. <laughs> and, and I got, dude, mastitis is like I feel like it's like uh What's the fucking word I'm thinking of? It's like a rite of passage for breastfeeding moms. Like you gonna I, get mastitis. But I didn't get mastitis until my third my third time around. So you were lucky. Yeah. Like yeah. my first two times. Don't get I've got a few clogged ducks, but I caught it in time. Any men who are listening, I want you to listen close because Ducked. 
if you don't appreciate what women go through when they're breastfeeding, and we're not even going to get into like the stuff that women go through to bottle feed, because that shit's hard too. Yeah. So many dishes. So many, many dishes. Dishes. But when you're breastfeeding and you get a clogged duct, bitch, it is everything you think it is. It's so painful. It's so painful. Uh, yeah. And mastitis is even more painful. Yeah, and then you get a fever and stuff. Yeah, it really, it totally feels like the flu. Like, my whole boob was red. Just red. 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 Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, it sucks. It does. I, you and I have talked about this so many times, and, like, both of us have two or more children, mm-hmm, right? hmm So, I just cannot for the life of me imagine having, having, like, a lot of children. Dude, so... I don't even know her name. So even if I did, I couldn't say it. But there's a mom at my son's school, preschool. She has, okay, first of all, she's got an adventure van, which I think is dope as fuck. Those big like, Mercedes ones? I don't think hers is a Mercedes. I want to say hers is like a Nissan or something. I know which one you're talking yeah. about, like the really tall yes, ones. Yes, the really okay. tall ones. But she's got six kids. We need to talk to her Although I, we have I, my friend yes. emily on who has five kids yeah. and she was just like look it's just chaos all yeah. the time like it's literally like even pe- i have three kids even people are like how do you do it i'm like you just do it you just do it and yeah. that makes sense like you're obviously going to adapt with, to whatever right. uh, children. Right. i guess for me personally it's hard to imagine having that many kids because having two was really hard on the relationship right and your mental and health my mental health mm-hmm. like i love being a mom and there's a lot of great parts of it but like i definitely would not choose to have another baby because of what my mental health goes through yep. the hormones just fuck me up and uh nope not yeah. gonna do it Same. plus i'm i'm like kind of past that stage at this point. yeah your girls are like already old enough yeah. and not to say that you can't have a baby at any point in your sure. life but i'm just done right like i'm i think i'm just done with that age of life and it's hard to start over too like I feel like it's so much easier when like you're already in that stage like where you're still changing diapers and you know waking up in the middle of the night Mm -hmm. but then when you haven't done that in a while and you have to start all over I feel like that's when it becomes harder yeah I'm not really sure what's harder like is it hard I mean you've done it you've done it the other way so mine are three years apart so by the time Rose was born Betty was potty trained mm-hmm. like in preschool a couple of days a week so it was pretty manageable so I've kind of done Yours it are both close. ways though so I've done it both ways so my first two they're are really, close, really close 17 months apart I'm taking my teeth out see it feels weird doesn't it um my first two are 17 months apart and then my second and my third so he's five and she's not even two yet so he was out of that stage and he was already out of diapers and you know before she was born and ryan and i were sleeping through the the night before she was born so it it, we did kind of have to start over again but it wasn't like years went by Mm -hmm. i mean a couple years went by but yeah like people who have kids seven to ten years apart i mean it's probably nice in a lot of ways, right? But you're older yeah, and you're older but energy. Your, your kids are older though too, so True. maybe can help. True. Maybe you have a better perspective on things too. So for me personally, um, I can honestly say I had a lot more patience with my third. Right. Um, I don't know what it was, but like she's and she's my craziest kid. And or she was like my toughest baby, but um, I don't know. I just had more patience with her. Like things didn't like trigger me as bad. And I just kind of let her do her thing. And with the first two, I was very, I was such an umbrella mom or umbrella mom, helicopter mom. Um, I was such a helicopter mom. And like, I didn't let them do anything. I would like just trap them in everywhere. And then my third, she just kind of just runs amok around the house. She does whatever she wants. And I'm just too tired to, to try to, tell her otherwise i'm like just you do you girl you do you <laughs> i don't care P- that's like the common trope isn't it that people get less strict yes every kid they really do by. it's so true 100 percent. i was the oldest and i definitely had like probably more rules than the other two yeah uh but i think my brother was actually the easiest one and he was the third so who knows there is some science to the whole birth order thing yeah we've talked about this so many times yeah but seriously there really is because the- there's so many people that I talk to where their first 
like everyone's firsts are very similar. Everyone's second is very similar. And then the third is always like the wild card. Wild. Wild. They be wild. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's interesting. I think uh, so too. But yeah, I'm... I'm, I think I'm just past the baby stage. I also yeah. feel like our family's complete. Does that make sense? No. See, that's where you have to know that you're done. Yeah. Because I don't feel like, like anything's missing. Yep. Yep. Because that was how after we had Koa, our second, I didn't feel complete. And then now that we have Lo, I'm like, nope, I'm good. I really can't see myself with another kid, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. Unless like, I don't know, we got older and maybe a, something fell into our lap or like a kid needed a home or something. I don't know. But- so controversial, but I feel like you have to have the second generation at that point. Like you had your three, right? right. And if you wait another 10 years to have another one, you have to have another sibling for that one. So it's That's like you got your first gen, your second gen, That's like your true. iPod four, <laughs> iPod five. Right. And um, yeah, your parenting will be different with both generations. But don't you think it's kind of like similar to just people who have only children? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what that's like. I have siblings. You were an only child. Yeah, I grew up only child. What's that life like? Um, so there's there there's pros and cons for sure. Were like Ronry. Yes, but then I also was very capable of keeping myself entertained. Bruh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. I no. We yeah. just beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. All the no, time. I was like, I just entertained myself. But I also had a lot of cousins, though. I had a lot of cousins who were very sibling-like for me. So it wasn't like I was like completely alone. And I was always around cousins. That's a big part of why Matt and I are considering him getting out. Is because what, don't look at me like we haven't had this conversation. I like know, but I don't times. like. I don't like when you bring I it know up. It makes you uncomfortable. It does. It makes me angry. You guys. I don't like it. <laughs> You have to wait four years until we're out. Okay. Oh, I'll just I'll get with the uh, yeah with the planner and just yes. I, it, but the whole cousins thing, I loved time that I got to spend with my cousins Same. growing up, mm-hmm. and it was very few and far between because we were also military. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like those weekends with family when you're a like a little kid or even a teenager, mm-hmm. like it's fun. So yeah. We'll see. I don't know. I'm in such a funk lately. I don't know what to do with my I life. Think, I think we've talked about this. I think like you've just graduated. I think a lot of people go through the same thing. They're For like, sure. What do I do with my life now? Well, that's why I applied to this internship that there's no fucking way I'm going to get it. But you still, you should still do it. You should. And yeah. we're trying to do more of that, right? Right. Like just, just do, do the it. thing. Mm-hmm. Just do the thing. The worst somebody can say is no, which will crush me. No, just <laughs> <laughs> which will spin me into a just a spiraling of yeah, emotions. Self-loathing and shame. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was one of those things where Matt, uh, not really that surprisingly, because he's he's pretty cool about the stuff. He's like, if you want to go work in Texas for a month or two, yeah, like, go. And I, because because the issue I'm coming up with now is there was a very large gap in my employment history because I had babies and right. I stayed home with them. And my last job was like background acting. But I it feel wasn't like even. It was so just, common nowadays. Though. Sure, yeah, and I mean, and that, I even put that in my cover letter. I'm like, I'm happy happy to explain the gap in my employment. Right, it's, I was taking care of children. Right, like. No, enough said. I right. wasn't. I wasn't doing nothing, um, but it was kind of one of those. I was like, "Oh, well, it's nice to know that you support that." And yeah. I thought, I was like, "Oh, that would actually be really exciting to go, like, get experience in a field that I'm thinking about working in." Mm-hmm. And, but then it like, but then it dawned on me that like I've never been away from my kids that long. That would be very hard. And he's like, "We'll take them with you," and I'm like, "Oh, there it is," and. We could. We have family in Texas. Right. But then I feel kind of guilty because I'm like, their lives are here. They have a really, really They do. They're very here. involved. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've got friends here. Like the the connections run deep. And to really take deep. them to Texas and tell them to like hang out for a month, I don't think would be fair. So they would have right. to stay here. But I am excited at the prospect of it. And it's nice, like nobody's perfect and we know that matt is not like a super sociable person yeah neither he's right he he's like one thing i will always sing him praises for is he's he allows me to be very autonomous or i shouldn't even say allows like he he expects me to be autonomous Mm -hmm. and supports it and like there's never been like an issue where i feel like he won't let me do something there's a dog in my yard it ain't my dog well, there's a Wait. very good chance that somebody's going to start barking. Is he in the garage? No, he, he was right here when I came in. 
Wait, is it a dog off the leash? No. Oh. Rufus? He's here. Oh, not you, Max. <laughs> Ew. Ow. Yeah. So I, I really like that. I think it's, that's actually one of the most important things to me, I think, in a relationship. And we could get into a whole talk about that. But right, yeah, right, right. The, the idea that I could get some sort of work experience in like social services, right? Mm -hmm. And um, things like that and do it by myself for a month is really exciting and also kind of scary. But if it's not scary, is it exciting? Coming with the heat, Girl. always coming with the heat. No, Girl. you're absolutely right. Right, and it's it's also the whole. I think as mothers, we we really we want to raise our daughters in particular, and I'm I'm using mm -hmm. daughters because they are going to be mothers one day. Right, you right, know? right. And we both we, have two of them. Exactly. Like, well, it, they might be mothers one day if they yeah. aren't. That's, yeah, I guess, that's right. I guess too. we shouldn't assume. Right, but but you know that's where the mothers come from. They right. were somebody's daughter to begin with, right. and it's like. Do I want my daughters to just put all of their things aside because mm -hmm. they're mothers, right? Like, or is it important to show them? Sorry. I'm that cat is ruining <laughs> my train of thought. Get that You want to go in there? Whatever's in that drawer. I think he wants to go in the drawer. <laughs> That's interesting. You do you, boo. Yeah. I, the girls probably would not be happy about me leaving for a month. They would complain. Oh, and they, would, they would guilt trip me to know it but that's their age that's their age and also like i think it's important for them to see mommy doing something that's makes her happy yeah and that is good for my professional development right and like my autonomy as a person mm -hmm. beyond being mommy right because because you're not just yeah not just a mom right <laughs> such a cliche stereotypical thing <gasps> more than a mother. But it's true though, because I feel like the second women become mothers, we are expected to drop everything yeah. and be only that. Yep. And that's when I think a lot of the mental health issues start to kick in for mothers. You Absolutely. know, like you throw that on top of hormones and oh my God, my throat. <coughs> let, let me clear, let me clear my throat. throat. Just keep clearing it this entire time. Um, but yeah, I mean, because you you go down like this this feeling of like self worth or lack thereof. Um, I know for me that was like a big thing. Even though you were doing so much as a mom, like there's so many things you're doing. Like there was this article where it was like they added up um, basically everything that a mother does, and they added up like washing dishes, you know, chauffeuring, cooking, whatever, and they added what that would cost, and it was like something outrageous as right. you can expect, but we still feel like because we're not doing something else that we're not contributing, you know, like because maybe True. we're not contributing financially or whatever, but right. it really does something to your, your self-worth or your feeling of, you know, yeah. just, I don't know. Like that's how I always felt. Same. And it was weird that I also felt like that, but then I didn't look at other mothers that way. Same. Like if I saw a stay at home mom, like just, I was like, she's doing it. Yeah. You know? I'm like, look good for her. her. Like yeah. she's a great mom or like a working mom or who just any mom in general. I'm just like, Oh, like you're yeah. doing it. Unless you're like crazy. Like if like the people we know are pretty average in terms yeah. of like, they're just good people right. doing a good job, raising right. just pre, doing like, the best they can, doing the best they can with what they're given. And like their children are having a pretty normal, happy childhood. Right. right. So like, we're not talking about the extremes, but from the most part, I look at all the women I know who are mothers and I'm like, they're doing a good job. Yeah. I'm not like, she hasn't worked in 10 years. Yeah. I've never looked at another ourselves, woman like that. We are our worst critic. The self-talk is so, so bad. Yeah. Like that, that, it's like a dumb quote, but it's actually really true where it's like, would you talk to anyone the way you talk to yourself? Yeah. Like, no. It, no, never. It's no. insane. And we, we are so unkind to ourselves and, but we wonder why we have these mental issues. I mean, when you think about it, a lot of it is, um, <clears throat> a lot of it is like self-inflicting, right? Yeah. Kind yeah, of. I think we put it on ourselves more than anything else. Yeah. Like, there's there's like a there's like definitely a small group of people out there who are just the worst who say, you know, these things that we think everyone thinks about stay at home moms. Yeah. Is I think how very few people actually feel. Yeah. But it's the whole like the squeaky wheel. Thing. Right. Like and even, my, be loud. even when my husband is telling me, like, no, you're doing great. I'm like, 
you just have to say that because you're my husband, you know? And I don't, I don't ever feel like it's genuine, even though I know it is, but. Oh yeah. Which is, I don't know. 100%. It's so funny because I mean, my mom and dad got a divorce when I was 25, Mm -hmm. but my dad and mom were both um, in the military when they got married. Mm -hmm. And my mom decided after my little sister was born, I'm going to stay home. Right. We're going to, like, they made the choice. She's like, we're both. I can't imagine dual military with kids. People do it, and it's absolutely, like, incredible (laughs) to me. I don't know how they manage it. It's it's really wild. Yeah. I could not do it. Like, if you're doing that, respect. Respect. But my mom was like, yeah, there's no way we're both going to be able to do this. Yeah. So they, they made the decision. My mom's like, I will stay home. The cat is inside of the drawer like now. It. Just update. He's, he's in the drawer. Asleep. Do you have anything to say, sir? Anything at all? He's like, leave me the fuck alone. Look at his face. Look at his look. <laughs> Ew. Ew. But yeah. Anyway, my mom pretty much gave up her, like, any chance of a career. Yeah. Because they moved every two years. So There's anyway, no when they got a divorce, um, technically the military is like, you're going to pay her half your retirement because right. they've been married for so long. Right. And my dad is, was just a good dude anyway, but he was like, look, that woman did not work and stayed home and moved all over the world mm-hmm. and made sure that my kids got to school and were happy and safe and fed and healthy while I bounced around the country yeah. and around the world. Last minute, minimal communication. He's like, why Why shouldn't she get half of my retirement? Right. So. And there's, and there's, there was this kind of whole debate with, um, with Jeff Bezos and his wife. That's a good and yeah and the way i felt about it i was like she has been with him before he was this big multi-billionaire like mm-hmm. it, it's not like she That's was just, just like how this, it works right yeah. and like it's not like she was just like this like little hot toddy that came along after his success she's been with it been with him through it all and we don't know what goes on behind closed doors like Mm -mm. we don't know the sacrifices that she made so he could be that successful i mean that's just the way things are for a reason like if you're married to somebody when you accrue a fortune they're going to get half of it whether or not they were in the office doing it with you you were knowingly married to them while you were building this business and accruing this money that's just how it works and like does it suck for some people Sure. Yeah. Some like, people, I'm but sure if you're Jeff Bezos, he's like, doing just he's fine. He's going to be just fine. Like, okay. I'm not saying that like all divorces are fair. Yeah. Right? But like anybody who feels bad for Jeff Bezos having to split that God, money is, is like, just dumb. He still has more money than any person could ever spend. Yeah. Like he's like, going to be okay. On. Right. He's going he's to ha- be okay. He has wealth. Mm-hmm. Like he has enough money for his children and his children's children and his children's children's children. Like, He's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Anyways. Speaking of relationships, can we talk about Benifer now? I, yeah. Or are they Gingerman now? Gingerman. I don't know. It's always Benifer. Yeah, because he doesn't go by by Benjamin Affleck. No, it's Ben. So, so I, I just recently found this out and I had two feelings. Two feelings? I had two feelings about it. And the first feeling I had was, Wow, this is kind of nostalgic. Yes, right. Like it just a like lot a of people, right? Yeah, like it just a way. sense of nostalgia just overcame me. And then two, I another thought I was like, man, Jennifer Lopez is such a beautiful, successful woman, and I feel a part of me feels kind of bad for her that she is not content in her solitude. Ooh, you know, hot take. I mean, she literally jumped from a rod right to Ben in like almost no time at all, and she was engaged to him. Like they were together for a while. I mean, she's been engaged and married several so many times. times. Yeah, but that's my point. You know, it's like that's such a good point. Yeah, and like how, and I hate to say it like this. And listen, I'm not saying that there are some people who are just relationship people, right? Like there are mm-hmm. just some people who need to be in a relationship. Yes. However, when you're as old as God, ugh, I hate to say that she's old, but you know, when she, when you've been through, when you've had the experience that she's had and you've been through so many relationships that she has, one would, would want to think that like, Hey, maybe just maybe 
I need a time to figure out who I am mm. before I jump straight into another relationship. Because obviously what I'm doing isn't working. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I hadn't that's thought just of, my opinion no I hadn't thought of that but that actually makes sense but I can't judge because I think I'm one of those people I mean I have a very short period of time to judge it on but like I've been in a right. relationship since I was 16 years old like it's but always I think, yeah I mean she's 50 years old yeah well that's the thing is like if you look at like human patterns right, right. like lifelong monogamy is <clears throat> not really in our genes but mm -hmm. what's it called um pair bonding is yeah. Right. So mm -hmm. we are naturally drawn to having a partner. Right. So, it, so it doesn't surprise me that she doesn't necessarily want to be quote unquote alone, mm -hmm. but I get what you're saying. It is kind of an interesting thing. Like why with all that success yeah. and all the resources and all the people around her, does she feel, but the fact that she went back to an ex to me makes it seem a little bit less of that. Maybe. I don't know. I think it's a comfort thing. Yeah. She just doesn't like being alone. She just doesn't like being alone. And Ben to her is probably, it's he's familiar. I don't know if anybody, I don't know. It's kind of like there is no, you know, some people are like, I'd say people who have been married for a really long time, they're like, oh, they should just, she should just be alone for a while because right. we're so used to being, being with someone. With There's definitely no right answer. Oh, no. Like, but then it's interesting because you think about the people who are alone and they're probably like, yeah, most of the time it's great. I can do mm -hmm. what I need to do without answering to somebody. But then I'm sure there are times when it's valuable to have a partner. Totally. The holidays right. is one time I can think, not that you can't hang out with your friends, <laughs> but for some or reason, like there are certain like, things that come up in life where it's like this would be nice if I had someone to share yeah with. yeah so maybe she just has a little bit more of that in her but yeah. I just have to say I still had a crush on Ben Affleck through like his smoking outside oh my god I, I love that I have a thing so much. for very tall disgruntled you do men right and mm -hmm. he is very I was listening to a podcast he wasn't always disgruntled though no he just, was like, so cute recently. but I love men with Boston accents. I love Check. men. From, I'm, I'm telling you, dark hair, tall. Check. What? Like Ben Affleck's perfect. Um, I was listening to a celebrity gossip podcast and I guess they had someone write in that was like, look, I've never been attracted to Ben Affleck, but then I met him in person. He's gorgeous. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Which, that is another conversation we need to have. Have you ever met? I find it very common that people I see on, um, in pictures and then mm -hmm. I meet them in real life, they almost always seem to be better looking in real life. So I, I have an experience like that. Mm -hmm. So uh, my chiropractor back in California, so my uncle was telling me about him um, like prior to me ever meeting him. And he was my uncle's chiropractor. My uncle's gay. Just so you so just, let me just preface this before Shout I get out into to uncle Matt. Mm, I, I love him so much. I um, do too. like frankly, seriously, he's the best. Mm -hmm. So he was telling me, he's like, yeah, my, my chiropractor, you know, he's like super cute. And he showed me a picture of him. And when he showed me a picture of him, he had long hair. And normally I actually like men with long hair. I mean, Jason Momoa. <laughs> um, <laughs> you could cheat on me every day i don't care i'll stay with like you. it's fine it's fine that's totally fine um but so usually yeah i like men with long hair and so he showed me a picture of him and i was like oh he's all right i guess and when we went to because he so he was in the bay area at first with where you know it's where i'm originally from and that's where he was um working with my uncle matt and then he moved down to San Diego, which was where we were. And so when my uncle, my mom came to visit, he was like, oh, let's go see him. And I was like, okay, like, sure, I could get adjusted. And when I went in, I looked like a bag of dicks. I just looked disgusting. And I saw him and I was like, oh, shit. Uncle Matt was right. Also, he cut his hair and he looked 10 times better. Mm. And he's just a beautiful man i tell you have but, you ever met somebody who's less good looking in real life yes that's always very strange to mm -hmm. me and do you ever ask yourself which one am i all the time <laughs> all i would the say time. let us know but only let us know if it's 
the if former, a, yeah, not right. the latter. Right, right, right. If I am uglier in person, don't please tell don't me. tell me. I will cry. I Isn't it kind of funny when you think of like um, how off we are about our own self-interpretation? Oh, yeah. Like so off. So what you're saying is scientifically we fucked up. Yeah. We is all fucked up in the head. Yeah. No, I like, I mean, looks and personality. For like sure. Both of them. Because like, I always think I? I'm a certain way, but then when I talk to other people, they're like, no, I, I never got that from you. That's a good point. What specifically can you think of? Um, so I think a lot of the times when I really start to notice like things about myself that I don't like, it's either when I hear myself like a, a recording or if I'm like watching a video back on myself and I'm like, Ugh, gross. Yeah. And I will pick up on these little habits that I've done, which... I will say has helped me because, you know, I'd like to listen back to the podcast. Good for you. I do not. And it's, it's hard, but it is a learning tool because I've done things in the beginning where it annoys me so much that it really like forces me to like change that habit. And it has, and I've listened and I've, I've heard the progress as I record from, because I listened back to myself. Yeah. But, um, so I don't know, like there's always, I always go back and forth on like, if I'm a really nice person or if I'm a huge bitch, like, oh, you're not a bitch. You are assertive. We should, this is a little exercise. Okay. So if I had to describe you, you are, um, kind, assertive. Uh, you do not take shit from people. No. And I would say you would literally do anything for a friend. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I would including never Including get into like a physical fight for right. someone. Yeah. I would call you bitchy. I'd call you assertive. And you're also just, you don't, um, you don't sugarcoat things. But I don't, I also don't think you're one of those people who just like says mean shit and then is like, I'm just being honest. Yeah. Like, that's no. not what I mean when I that's say That's just you, being, that's literally yeah. just being hurtful. You're very good at like telling people hard truths in a way that it feels, um, constructive thank and you not unkind thank so you no, i would definitely not call you a okay bitch. okay absolutely not and and don't get me wrong people that have called me that in the past like they don't know me and i actually think it's kind of funny like you know how i am when people don't like me i'm like Duh. yeah no you really does not bother me we could not be more different me. i'm like if everyone could just like me yes that's all i want in this world mm -hmm. it's just unconditional and you love. like everyone most people most people there's not a whole lot of people you don't like um, yeah, it's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. It's, it's, it's got its pros and its cons, right? Sure. Right. I mean, I love how optimistic you are because I feel like I'm very pessimistic. So it's a balancing thing. It is a balancing thing. Um, I'm always like, fuck this, fuck today. Oh, I'm shit. I'm very optimistic, but I have very low self-esteem. So do I. Yeah. So I don't know But I think I hide it. I probably hide it a little bit better. That makes sense. But I do. I, I really do. But I'm also... I'm also a very private person, which a lot of people probably wouldn't think this, but there's, I've got, I've got some shit that I just don't you got talk. Some, some hurt in you. I do, that I just don't talk about. That's but fair. I'm also one of those people I'm not good at talking about like feelings and emotions and the, That's true. you know, I'm, yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. I don't no, know. you're really good at talking about everything else. Yes. Yes. Except for that. Yeah. Like, don't ask me about my we'll feelings. We'll be in a social situation and you'll be like carrying the conversation about like, uh, that thing that we had to go to or yeah. like that show that we were watching. And then I'll just be sitting there like, <laughs> and then the second someone's like, I'm depressed. I'm like, me too. Me too. <laughs> Let's talk about our feelings. Oh, feelings. And then I will shut down with that. <laughs> and it, it does really depend on who the person is. Cause For sure. a close um, friend you'll talk to. Yeah. I can talk to a close friend, but like if some random person like try to talk to me about feelings, I get very uncomfortable. I'm like, it's I'm like a turtle. Like, You're oh like, absolutely. Like a snapping turtle. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's I'm a very uncomfortable you. thing for me. Interesting. Yeah. And I love talking about feelings. Like, again, I love it with certain people. You just need to go to therapy. Yeah. I feel again. like you would like that because you need an outlet. But even with therapy, I mean, I've been to therapy tons of times actually. And I'm the kind of person, it takes a very long time for me to really get into the the issues so that's normal and that's why i was telling you um i love 
my therapist, by the way. Yeah. She's fantastic. She makes some room for me. <clears throat> I know, right? She's so busy. She's like, sorry, I have no openings right now. And Brittany's right. like, I will make Rachel disappear <laughs> and take her spot. So she's amazing. And so it almost sounds counterintuitive, right? That I, I tend to be a little bit off after therapy. I was mm -hmm. telling Brooke about this last night. Like I feel very sad and irritable after ther therapy, but that's actually kind of normal. But I did, I don't- It's emotionally draining. Yeah, it's right. because I am getting into some hard stuff with her. Right. And um, it wasn't like that when I first started therapy with her. It was more mm. of like, you go in, you kind of tell them some things. And it, it's one of those situations where you're like, oh, it felt good to get that off my chest. Yeah, right. right? It felt like good when your husband pissed you off because he left a cabinet door open or something. Yeah, like something or like so I have minor. anxiety in weird situations. Why do you think that is? And she's like, oh, here's an example. But like now at the point of therapy that we're in, we're talking about like just some deep shit some deep shit and it's normal to kind of feel like shit afterwards yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's normally by the next day i normally feel better but i don't feel fantastic right after therapy right yeah yeah that makes sense mm -hmm. um i haven't really ever gotten to that point in therapy yet yeah. um this is the only therapist i've ever gotten to that point with. oh wow yeah. okay yeah it's just i don't know it's it is it is just such a hard, hard, hard thing for me. And it gives me so much anxiety. I've, I can't tell you how many anxiety attacks I've had when I have been like almost like pushed in a corner to, to have to talk about my feelings. Talk, I'm like, yeah. I, I can't do this. Ooh, um, a few years ago, Matt did some course. Um, I forgot what it was for, but it had something to do with work. And it was like a week long thing. And they did all kinds of things from like yoga to like, Sounds like a nice little retreat. Yeah, it was kind of like, it was like a leadership retreat where they were basically learning to be like better men for their people and their families. Oh, okay. It was awesome. Like yeah, it really was awesome. great. Like I wish they did it around here, but this was out in Texas. Oh. So we did it and there was like a bring your wife day. <laughs> and, and so I went. You're like, hey, and it was like, Yeah, it was literally like we did some yoga. We did some like exercises, some like plan, like goal planning together. It was, it was nice. It was cool, right? They were like, does anyone want to be hypnotized? And um, Matt talked me into it. And this was before my dad died. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't dealing with like grief yet, but I was dealing with all of the stuff with my dad's health leading up to it. Right. And, and not just that, but like guilt issues as a mother, feeling inadequate, all these things. Like I, this is the only time I've ever been hypnotized, but I felt like, garbage afterwards like it was like a three-day emotional hangover oh, it was weird because obviously you're awake right like you're aware of what's going on but mm -hmm. you are kind of in like a, a an altered state of yeah. like i don't know how to describe it it was really interesting but it was like i was so angry afterwards like i was like I, I don't want to feel this way, but I think I needed it. Because you were feeling your feelings. Yeah, I don't, I, I get that. I, I'm okay to talk about feelings. Feeling them is different. Yeah, yeah, I'm very, I'm numb to both. You're just like, can I feel nothing? nothing. I kind, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of times when I would rather just feel nothing than like have to feel my feelings. Because then there's, I think, I'm also a very prideful person and I don't like to admit when someone has hurt me. I don't like to give people that satisfaction. That's a really hard thing for me. Like if someone hurts me, I'm like, just fuck you. Then I don't give a fuck. Like that's, that's how mad is too. Yeah. That's kind of how I am. Like I, I don't like to give people that satisfaction. Like, oh my God, you hurt me. That's, you it's, will almost never hear me say that. Yeah. It's something you're going to have to work really hard at. Cause it's going to be yeah. counterintuitive for you. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. It, like I, I get my walls just go straight up. Yeah. I mean, I've got some high, some very tall walls. You got walls. some walls like hedges or yeah, like, like brick. The, like the Great Wall of China. That's a big wall, bro. That's a big wall. I, That's do, a big wall. I do be having some walls. I need to get this off my chest because it's something I've been feeling. And I, it's not an existential crisis, but it's a, something I realized that definitely has to do with losing my dad. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you have this feeling. You also lost your dad, but mm -hmm. when you were like a baby. Well, right? I've technically lost two dads. Right. You lost your stepdad too, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. When did your stepdad die? When I was 21. Okay. Then yeah. you might relate. Um, my dad died when he was 57, mm -hmm. which is longer than a lot of people get to live, right? I yeah. have friends who have lost their husbands in their 20s. It's right. heartbreaking. People who've lost children. But I'm talking about like losing your parent in their 50s. Mm -hmm. It sucks. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, I was supposed to have you around longer right. than this. You know, like you, he's, my brother's going to have kids one day and my dad's never going to meet him. It's just stuff like that, right? Right. Things that you think about. And I knew my dad wasn't healthy, 
but I also didn't expect him to die right at the time that he did. And I've noticed that like ever since he died, I've had this like underlying feeling that I'm running out of time. Bitch. Yes. Okay. Dead so dad problem. I don't know if it's necessarily dead dad problems. Okay. But okay. Um, I, I started noticing it. Uh, I'd say maybe a couple months ago. I, I really started, I don't remember if I told you this or not, cause I was kind of keeping it in. Cause I, I'm like one of those people like, oh gosh, if I talk about it, then it's real. Mm. Um, but I was, I was starting to get like some very, 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 very bad anxiety about death. Um, no, I think you mentioned it. Yeah. I mean, but like, I don't think I really went to like into the extent of how much it was affecting me. And, um, like I, I, I literally can't even describe the feeling, but it was just such a heavy, like weight I was carrying around on, like, just, I felt it like on my shoulders on in my chest. Like it just was, it was deep. And I was so, I just was getting so scared that I was going to die soon. And I was, you know, I just kept thinking, oh my gosh, what if I die? And I don't do this, this, and this, and my kids don't have me. What are they going to do? And I was just going down this like very dark hole. I mean, very dark hole. And it was like keeping me up at night. That um, sucks. God, I was having dreams about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a, I'm definitely one of those people where my emotions manifest heavily in my dreams, mm-hmm. like very heavily. And I can remember lots of details in Same. my dreams. Yeah. Yep. And I know a lot of people can't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm one of those, I find dreams fascinating. Oh, girl. I think Rachel and I, I had a whole episode on dreams. Oh, my God. We should get back to that. We should. I'm obsessed. I'm same. Mm-hmm. I'm absolutely obsessed. And I can tell you some freaky shit that's happened to me in my dreams. Some We, we don't talk about that. Do you have like a recurring theme? Because I have like three specific recurring themes that keep happening. Um, so not necessarily themes, but there are current things that happen to me in my dreams a lot. Like, and I think this is maybe probably even normal, but like if I'm trying to run and I can't run fast enough, mm, yeah. or if I'm trying to yell and I can't yell. Yeah, that's frustrating. Yeah. yeah. But um, so the things with my dreams is I've often had dreams that in some way, shape or form have come true. Yeah. Um, and it's not deja vu. It's right. not like that. Because I know the difference between deja vu and stuff like that. Because I, I have deja vu all the Yo, time. Yo, am I rich in your dreams? I wish, bitch. Bitch, you tell me. Because if you rich, then we, I'm going to be rich. We going to be rich. <laughs> be rich. No, but so, okay. I'll, there, the biggest, one of my biggest, biggest dreams. Um, and this wasn't necessarily like it came true, but it was something very, um, God, it was probably one of the heaviest moments of my life. So, my grandmother, she passed away when I was, shoot, how old was I? I think it was like 22, 23 maybe. And we, she passed away and we weren't on good terms. And I never got to say goodbye to her. And it was just something that really stuck with me. Death is just like this weird thing with me. And it stuck with me. Oh, yeah. I think it is for a lot of people. Yeah. And, um... I just, I just kept thinking like how, gosh, did my gram, did my grandmother like pass away, like being super disappointed in me, like super mad at me. And, um, it wasn't something that I did. It was something that she thought I did because it came from another person. And we'll get into that later, but, <laughs> um, but it wasn't anything that I did specifically, but I hated that I never got to tell her my side of the story. That okay. was one thing I, I just. That sucks. Regrets. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So <clears throat> when I was, we were living in California at the time. Oops. And I was, I had to be like 26 because I know Cole was born. And 26, 27, something like that. And I had this dream where I was walking and it was, su- it, we were on a dark street and it was late at night. And I saw my grandmother ahead of me and she was holding a little girl's hand. And I was like walking towards her and it was almost like, I was walking toward her and I knew that she knew I was in back of her. I was behind her. And um, I thought the little girl's hand she was holding was my daughter, my oldest daughter at the time. I thought she was holding her hand. So in the dream, she turns around, the little girl disappears and she gives me this big hug and she's like, I love you. I want you to know that I've always loved you and I'm so proud of you and I will always be watching over you. And 
I, my alarm clock went off mm-hmm. and I woke up and I remember being so pissed off because my alarm went off and I woke up sobbing in tears and I was like shaking mm-hmm. because it felt so real. And I was like, I know that was her. My, I know that was her visiting me. And so a couple months later, I went to go see a medium about it. And, um, I asked him, I was like, was that my daughter like that she was holding? He was like, no, that was you. That's why when she turned around, that's why you disappeared. That was her holding on to like her memories of you and how she always remembers you as a, as a child and then turning around to see you. And I was like, (laughs) that's heavy. It was dude. And till this day, like I can't talk about it without getting goosebumps. Like it is just one of those things where it was like, Oh my God. And you know, I've had other like weird little things like, like friends that I haven't talked to in a really, really long time. And like in my dream, they'll text me Mm -hmm. or they're like trying to get a hold of me and I'll wake up to a text message from that person. And I haven't talked to them for years. Do you think that could be because your phone went off? No, like it, I mean, it's like from this, the, that particular person. And I usually always have my phone on vibrate, like Mm. always. I, I didn't even know it was like going off, but in my dream, that person like was like trying to reach me. I'll wake up to a text message of that person. Haven't talked to him in years. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I, I had a visit. Well, I don't know if it was a visitation dream. I don't know. I don't know. Like how do we yeah, have do any know? of that shit's how real? We know? don't know. But I did have a dream like that where it was almost like a, cause I dream about my dad a lot. Mm-hmm. And most of the time it's kind of sad. Like mm-hmm. he never, like in most of my dreams, he doesn't realize that he's dead. That's uh, really sad. That's hard. Yeah, it's not fun. But I did have one, I can't remember how long ago it was, but obviously it was not that long ago where I woke up and like immediately text my mom and my sister and my brother like, I felt real good after waking up from this one. Like it mm-hmm. felt like it was almost like he told me he was okay. So that was kind of cool. Yep. I've but, had dreams like that. Yeah. I had one last night though, actually about my dad where he was in the dream and like, I was very aware that I was dreaming and that he was dead and that like, this was the only time I got to see him. So I feel like we should just call this episode sad bitches because we've gotten <laughs> bunch of sad bitches. Sad today. girl summer. I think it's because we weren't feeling it today. And so it just like it just manifested came itself. Well, in enjoy sadness. your sad, depressing episode, everybody. I mean, we <laughs> talked about Benefer a little bit. That was, yeah. yeah. We didn't really even get into it that much, but. No, we also didn't really get into the whole like running out of time thing. I mean, I, I don't know what to do about this feeling where I feel like, it's not that I feel like I'm going to die soon. I'm just like, life is short. I am 32. It's almost over. No, it's no, not. No, it's not. You're still really fucking young. That's See, I feel like mine's more like, I f- I'm scared that I'm going to die young. Gotcha. That's okay. what I'm afraid of. Like, See, I'm going to die young. that. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's weird how like everybody has their own thing. But do you feel like you're running out of time because of it? Or is it more of just a fear? Yeah, yeah. it's both. I think yeah. it's both. Yeah. Um, Mine is like, I have to do these things now because otherwise. Why do you think I went skydiving? I'm not gonna do that. But do you want to tell everybody what it I felt do. like? Wait, hey, you said that you would think about it. I did. And I'm not going to. You took to- a day to think about it? I thought it was like two days. Oh my God. Anyways, it was exhilarating like that's the only that's the only word I can really use to describe it it was um it was crazy because so I'm I, I don't know if I would say I'm afraid of heights but I there's certain types of heights I am afraid of in a I weird way hella afraid of heights so like you know what makes me really nervous like have you ever like been on a roller coaster and like you'll see the workers walking up the stairs like trying to fix something that shit makes me so nervous because mm-hmm. they're not secure to anything mm-hmm. like if if, if they fall, they fall. That's it. So that kind of stuff scares the shit out of me. Um, also, you would never catch me bungee jumping, not doing it. We did not. Yeah, we did something like that in Colorado where it was like they you like jump off the side of like a Like cliff. base jumping? No, but then you like slowly. I don't know. There was a, I don't know. It wasn't. It's probably it bungee was jumping. It was scary. No, it wasn't bungee jumping because you didn't hang. You just oh, landed. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, like gotcha. We on another platform. But you so do, you did that? But you do fall. Interesting. And I don't like it. Another re- recurrent theme in my dreams is staircases without railings. Like it's a oh, real problem. I have all these. There, that's, that means something. It means something. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I have the recurring themes for me are uh, packing. I'm always trying to like get everything into a suitcase. <gasps> oh, and wait. too much. Yes. Fin- after you finish this. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, oh my God, I need to make sure everything's in here. And lately it's been that I'm taking an overseas flight with the girls and I'm really stressed out about it. But mm. anyway, I mean, that would just be stressful anyway. That doesn't yeah. mean anything. It's just that flying just with children like is stressful. Like you're about stressful. to miss your flight. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, Rah! Um, And then the other one is that I'm in this, 
I'm always in a house that doesn't have railings on the it's staircases. So, and that. Yeah. And I'm always very stressed maybe out. Maybe it's your lack mad. of boundaries. Ooh. Ooh. Or it's because I fell off of a balcony when I was little. That's fucking true. Right, but that's right, so literal right. though. That's Dreams literal. usually aren't that literal. That's true. It is probably a lack of boundaries. Ooh. I'm working on it, but You're that on it. could be it. And the packing, yes. I've heard a few different interpretations. That's probably, it sounds more like stress. Um, yeah, I think I'm just stressed. I do have a reoccurring dream and it, it really makes me mad. Um, I always have this dream that I'm in high school, but I'm the, I'm the same age that I am now. So I'm like 31 in high school and um, I'm always at like risk of failing or not graduating. And oh yeah, we had we both had that. Yes, I don't know what it is. I have that dream so often, and I'll and I'll be like thirty one years old. I'm like, I'm a grown ass woman. I don't have to listen. To I know. You. I think we talked about this on our Thanksgiving episode. You and I both have that same feeling where it's like it becomes lucid to the point where you're like, why am I in my thirties and, and at a high, school high school trying to graduate? <laughs> no, I already right. did this. And in the dream, you know it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why am I here? There's got to be. Something going it on has there. to be because I have that dream all of the time. It's insane. And exactly like I will be in the dream almost kind of knowing that like, hey, I already did this. I already graduated high school. Yeah. I'm why am I 31? Why I have, am I I'm here? married? I have kids. Why? Why am I here? But like I still am at risk of not graduating. It's the weirdest. There's a freaking dream. We need to talk to Nikki. Nikki. Yes. We need to have, we need to have Nikki on. back on. Yeah. She's the best. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, so back to skydiving anyways, it was very fun. Um, like going up to it. I, I was nervous, but I wasn't showing it. I was just being very quiet. Like Ryan knew I was nervous cause I was just being really quiet. Um, my heart was not racing at all, which is usually what happens when I get scared or nervous, but like not one time did my heart like go, boop, 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 boop. it wasn't like racing. Um, so I was the only female that was on the plane. I was literally sandwiched between a bunch of dudes on the plane, like crotch to crotch. Dang bro. Yeah. Crotch and to crotch. the only time I re I remember getting really nervous was because when they jump out, they do it very quickly. Like it's like boom, 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 boom. And you get kind of nervous like, oh shit, this is happening. These bitches are jumping out of the plane. And then, so we were the last ones to go. So I had to watch everybody jump first. And so Ryan went right before me and I went tandem. Ryan doesn't have to go tandem. He can do single jumps. And so he went right before us. His show off ass did a backflip off of the plane. But I get we it. We get it, Ryan. We, we get, get it. it. We get it. Um, he That's his first time that he was able to jump just for the fun of it. Gotcha. So he wanted to have fun with it. And then like right after he jumped my the instructor he was like, all right, this is it. And I'm like, oh, oh shit. Oh, and he they jump, which they should. They jump like faster than you can even think of it. And the worst part was probably like the first five seconds after you jump off because there's so much wind in your face. Like your stomach is like about to come out your freaking mouth. Yeah, it's that falling. The it's falling that falling feeling. feeling, right. And, but literally by time the parachute deploys, it's very peaceful. I can see that. It's very peaceful. I'm sure that part's really enjoyable. Yeah, like you feel, but it, like again, it happens so fast. You don't even, you don't even like really remember it. You don't have time to process it because it happens so freaking fast. And literally the rest of the time, it's, it's so, I can't even describe how peaceful it is. It is, it was one of the most peaceful things I've ever done, honestly. And just like, kind of just like swinging and like looking, you know, at the horizons, the water, it was so nice. I would totally do it again, but it was very peaceful. The only thing I, like I said, the first like five seconds of you jumping off and it happens so fast. Have you seen that movie about the balloons? Up? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my God. No. It? No. Okay. Valid. They both have balloons in them. No, the one about the people who wanted to go really high up in the, in the hot air balloons to measure the weather. I can't remember the name of it. It came out a few years ago. That mm -hmm. movie stressed me the fuck out. No, I've I would never... rather go skydiving than go in a hot air balloon is what I was trying to say. I've been in a hot air balloon before, actually. Did it make you feel like good or like Um, It was just bad. whatever to me, honestly. I, um, what do they do if you and fall you don't... out? 
That's what I mean. But like that would have to be an extreme circumstance though. Like you would have to be doing something so fucking stupid to fall out. Like going way up into the atmosphere like this people and the people in the movie did. And then they almost froze and she had to climb on top of the balloon. Well, okay, I didn't Spoiler know what alert. this movie is called. I've Bro, never heard of it. Even talking about it is making my palms sweaty. Because <laughs> I do have issues with heights. Um, and heavy. so I'm like, knees weak. <laughs> I'm trying to look at hot air balloon. I've literally never heard of this movie ever. Who's in it? Uh, British people. Oh, God. The Aeronauts. Yeah, never heard of it. It's got Eddie Redmayne in it and don't Felicity Jones. Is. Eddie Redmayne? Yeah. Who's you don't that? know who that is? You'll know exactly who he is when you see his face. Hold on. Wait, okay, what is it? Hold on. I'm about to IMDb. The Aeronauts. Way. The Aeronauts. Like Aeropostal, but nuts. Oh. Okay. Nuts. Nuts. <laughs> Okay, the yeah. arrow knots. Hold on, I'm looking. It's probably it's not even on IMDb so that it's fucking <laughs> stressful. That movie is such a wild ride the of hate. Arrow knots. Okay, oh, hold on. I found it. Okay. All right. Oh, I know who that is. Okay, yeah, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah I, I do. I, I do. done told you. I done told you. All you had to say was that guy from those movies <laughs> the fantastic the beast british looking guy who's also british who wait is, is eddie redmayne british yeah he is british he gotta be british okay i even know who um uh, i think it's himesh patel i know who that is he's been in a couple movies i've seen very dope um okay i don't I know who any of these other people are though the All I know is that that movie. Okay, now I kind of want to watch it. You should. You should watch it. I let Betty watch it. It was a mistake. She will never go in a hot air balloon no, ever. Bruh. Yeah, okay, I'm going to watch this now. It better be on one of my, I don't know, 8,000 subscriptions that I'll subscribe to. That's great. Yeah, so, yeah. See, but that's the thing is I've gone on a hot air balloon. It didn't really scare me, but... That does make me a little bit more nervous because you're not secure. So like if you did do something stupid and you fell out, you're done. But at least with skydiving, you have a parachute. You have a parachute. Right. I feel like just in general, like, you know, like anytime you're in the air, just wear a parachute. <laughs> there are times Even when I'm on a, like a commercial airline and I'm like, I should bring a parachute. A parachute would be nice. <laughs> if we Think, go down, F these people. <laughs> I'm getting out. What if we all were just wearing parachutes? Hey. And but they're plane. so expensive. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. So our plane tickets. I want my complimentary parachute. Bruh, you talking a couple G's for a good parachute. That's fine. <laughs> They've got the money for it. I will let go of the pretzels. To have a parachute to feel safer but in But peanuts air. is real good, though. Uh, I love airplane peanuts. Uh, uh, <laughs> you uh, said nuts. Nuts. <laughs> nuts. I still, okay, two days is not enough time. I want you, I'm not pressuring you to do it. All I'm asking is that you take a little bit more time to think about it. Why are you trying to make me do this? What, I just think it would be a what fun. What is your end okay, goal Okay, here? you know why? Are you going you know to why? push me out of the plane? Absolutely not. I'm going to jump with you. Absolutely not. You know why? Because first of all, I know you very well. You were very content in your ways. Yeah. And I want you to step outside it's your comfort It's very counteractive from my feeling like I'm running out of time thing. Like I'm like... I need to live. But, it, but and in a way, like, it might. But I'm going to go to bed. It might night. make you feel more alive. Mm. I just want you to step outside your comfort zone and do something that you wouldn't normally do. Like drugs. <laughs> or drinking. <laughs> See, I, yeah. I don't know if I'm a good influence on you or a bad influence oh, on you fine. because. You're fine. I'm not you're easily okay. persuaded. <laughs> like, I'm really not. Like you, I know you're yeah, not. Yeah. I know you're not, but that's why I push you. I'm a pusher. I think my like inability to like, yeah. Are, are you a drug pusher? <laughs> drug Do you push people? <laughs> I think that's why, I think my whole issue with drinking and weed also comes from something deep, deep, deep down in me that I'm not addressing. Totally. 100%. Because I've had so many opportunities to like get drunk with a comfortable group of people or right. a person that makes me feel safe. Right. And for some reason, I don't trust anybody enough. I think though it's, it's you breaking down that barrier first because once you do it and you and you like learn it's not as bad as you think it is like all of this is in your head you know it is oh 100% yeah. i just don't know what is causing it like yeah. you would think 
Like, it's the fear of the unknown, I think, to you. Yeah. And I don't, I can't even really pinpoint when it started because obviously, like, I did used to do all these things. Yeah. And it wasn't a problem. And then something happened and it gradually became something that I was just like, I don't do that. And like the drinking, I'm kind of ambivalent towards. I'm okay. like, I don't really think I need to drink. But there are situations where I'm like, a glass of wine might not yes. be. Yes. And like, I have, and you know, not super recently, but like I'll have a glass of wine, Yeah, but I never drink enough to where it actually affects me. And therefore I've never actually pushed past the comfort right, zone. Right, right. So I have issues. Well, it's like I say, it's, it's not something that you've got to go from zero to a hundred. Like mm -hmm. you can like just slowly, yeah. gradually get into it. And maybe I'm just afraid of being uninhibited, but I don't feel like a very inhibited person mm. as it is. So that's the weird part. Like, do you think it's I a control thing? Like, do you feel like, are you afraid of not being in control? Yeah, for sure. I think it's an emotional thing. Like, I think it's like, I have a better control over my emotions when I'm completely just stone cold sober. And therefore, uh, but I didn't really do stupid things when I, yeah, did. neither did I. Yeah. Um, so I don't really know where the fear is. And you're from. not like, you're, it's not like you're like some irresponsible person. Like, no, I'm not at very all. Very staggeringly, right. boringly. But that's, you're not boring, first of all. But because I know how you live your life, that's why, like, as your friend, carefully. I, <laughs> very carefully, as your friend, I always want you to just like, Step out a little bit, like enjoy yourself. That's my thing is I just want you to enjoy yourself. No, I yourself. think you're absolutely right. I yeah. think that this nagging feeling I have that time is running out is my body being like, bitch. And also, do something. right. And also, do you want to be a 90 year old woman and be like, shit, I miss out on a lot of stuff? My grandma still regrets not having sex with that guy in Virginia. You're going to be 70s. your grandma. So. Don't, I'm not saying have sex with some random guy. I don't think he was random, but I think that he was definitely, I mean, I don't know. She says she regrets it. And honestly, like. You don't want to be that. Why don't we find him? For, for her. her. What if he, is Wouldn't he still alive? Wouldn't that be cute? He probably is. But your grandma 90, how? He probably 92. <laughs> I don't know. 90 year olds still have sex. I don't want to imagine that. No, um, they do. And I'm I mean, sure they do. No. I just, uh, mm, you know, first of all, I look at old people, elderly people, kind of almost like I look at you like children. Them, yeah. I do. And you forget not that in a adults. disrespectful way, but no. I just, I love them so much. They're so innocent to me. Like they just have but this. But they're not. I they know. Fuck. I know. But they have this innocence about them to me that like, it's like dogs. Like when oh. I see like. Oh my God. No, I'm not comparing elderly people to dogs, but it's like, like when you see like dogs going at it, you're like, no, no. My sweet baby. No, my sweet baby. My sweet baby. <laughs> He's tainted. Baby. He's tainted. No. Yeah. But that's how I feel. And so I can't think about that. But I think sometimes in life, Rachel, and I'm saying this because I love or you. Me? Yes, Are you talking to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm saying this because I love you. I or think some sometimes, other Rachel. No, you, Rachel. That's fair. We're in the same room. We're the only people here. Yeah, you're the only Rachel I see here. Uh, you need to just say fuck it sometimes and just do it. Just say fuck it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going to do that. Are you though? Because yeah. I see you every day. So if you don't, I just don't I'm know what know. that means. Well, I applied for an internship that I'm not going to get. That was a fuck it moment, 100%. But that's still very Rachel. That's just, that's not something <laughs> that you wouldn't do. I'm saying do something that you wouldn't do. Um, like skydiving or smoking weed or drinking. <laughs> I have smoked weed though, but just not recently. That's what I'm saying. Recently. Like now. Um, like now. Like do yeah. it with me very soon. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> For the love of God. Like this weekend. <laughs> please, please smoke weed with me. Yeah. Do I you mean, know how much fun we would have? Um, A lot. I don't know. Because like we I would. said, when I used to smoke, I used to just go to sleep. But I was I, a sleepy person. But I was very different when I smoked My when brain I was wasn't too. done developing. That's right, a good point. Right. Like, and it it really, probably, you, it's probably also the weed that you were smoking. Like I don't know. I don't know where it came from. I don't exactly. Know what it was. <laughs> no That's one, the really scary this, thing. When is you're like, young, you don't know where the weed comes you're from. You're like, okay, random guy at party. <laughs> I will smoke that. And like that sounds like less scary than doing it in a controlled environment around people that you are tr like Something trust. Something happened between adolescence and Something. now. I don't know what it was. We need to figure Some, out what the fuck dive? is. We need to. Maybe you, you need to get hypnotized again. Bro, you want to hypnotize me? Bitch, I don't know. I'll learn. I'm going to YouTube it. 
You're going to like hypnotize me into like making you snacks or something. <laughs> <laughs> Bring me a smoothie. Bring me some snacks. Like I'll every do like, day. like every, like I'll have like a, a safe word or like a magic word and you're like, I have to go get smoothies. I just have this smoothies, urge. Smoothies, 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 smoothies. Matt will be like, hypnotize to suck my <laughs> <laughs> No, just so he can say that it wasn't good. <laughs> But you, uh, you have to tell us that it's all the, they're always the best. They're always the best. If you want more of them. Yes. It's like, it's positive reinforcement, uh, reinforcement, right? Like you, yeah. If you tell me good job, I do more. You tell me bad job. I go, what the Or at least give it, give it to you like in a sandwich, you know? He didn't even say it was bad. He was just like, it was fine. And, but I was so proud of it. You were, yeah, that that was like expectation management was not. And I can't see for. a blowjob that you're really into, like being just okay. Like usually when a woman's like, yeah, I'm gonna suck your dick. Like <laughs> Usually that's a good blowjob. I mean, I don't have a dick, so I don't have anything to reference it. But if you have a dick, please tell us. I know, please. If anyone out here has a dick, anyone, let us know. Anyone at all. Does the enthusiasm help? I feel like it has to help. That's what I'm saying. Anything done I've with given enthusiasm. so many lazy blowjobs. I tell you what, but when I'm into it, if you just say it's meh, <laughs> you're getting lazy blowjobs for the rest of your life. I tell you what. I tell you. That's all he's getting now is a lazy blowjob. <laughs> LB. LB. But anyways, let's, let's, let's exit this with you promising me that you're going to try to step outside your comfort zone. Yep. Okay. Rachel. No, I really will. Okay. I really will. I'm going to compile a list of okay. things that I want to not be afraid of. <gasps> That's a really to. good idea. Yeah. Like kind of not, not really a bucket list, but no. Ca- yeah. Kind of. Yeah. 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 We'll talk about it tonight over dinner. Yes. Oh my God. This is why I love, not, this is not why I love you, this but is the like, only reason you love there's me. There's a lot of, I could write a list of all the things that I love about Does you. Say goldfish and apples. <laughs> goldfish and apples. <laughs> Rose's new thing is making me grocery lists. This was it's really though. cute. She'll write juicy limes. Oh, I'm like, Rose. you're not allowed to just eat limes. That's they why have we have juicy. Tooth- this is why we have enamel issues in this family. Is because you <laughs> suck on lime. It's too acidic. It's not good it's not for good. the enamel. Once the enamel's gone, it's gone. It not coming. It bad. don't come yeah, back. I mean, yeah. but but God, praise Jeebus, my children. Jeebus, have, they have, <laughs> I, they have the strong enamel on their adult teeth their baby teeth be like ah! probably the limes it was probably the limes it's probably the limes we're gonna blame yeah. it on the limes all right guys well have a good whatever day it is bitch it's tuesday but, but i mean like oh but like tomorrow when people gonna listen to this oh you know what you got a point there and you're not gonna even upload it till tomorrow i could do it today shit do it today i always be waiting like i'll do it right after you leave bitch i love you <laughs> <laughs> I won't suck your imaginary dick. I'll suck the fuck out of that metaphorical dick. <laughs> Dang, that'd be yeah, yeah. It's nice. It's nice. Have you ever got your metaphorical dick sucked enthusiastically? I like. You know what? We should suck our friends' metaphorical ego dicks more but often. We, I think we do. I feel like you and I do a good job. It's of doing called that. building each other up, right? We we the hot girls. If you see us today, friends. We're going to suck your we metaphorical dick. We're going to suck the fuck out of your metaphorical dick. We're going to tell you, you pretty, mm-hmm. you smart. Mm-hmm. You was kind. <laughs> you, was, <laughs> yeah, you was important. What all that stuff you guys said. Yeah, no, yeah. The You're other right. dance moms are really going to get a big ego boost tonight because we're, yeah. we're in a mood. We're in a mood. I like, just want to build each other up. in a up. mood? I'm so glad we did this podcast today this was therapy and i hope you enjoyed it sad bitch therapy sad bitch therapy if that's not the title of this i'm gonna be real disappointed sad bitch therapy sad bitch therapy right there (laughs) all right well uh bye bye bye